Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Guys, how are you guys feeling? Dude, let's go. This is the 10 a.m. Says 10.30 right now. What did you guys do this morning? You came to church. You woke up and came to church. Trina, did you have any good breakfast? What? How many? You're, oh, she was running late. Ooh, oh, I love it. Shout out to Trina. Holla. Taking the spiritual food. I love it. I actually, uh, I skip breakfast for the most part now. Supposedly it's healthier. And maybe I just had too many people making fun of me for eating a pound of bacon every day. I did that for like six months straight. And then often I would, uh, I would do it. And then I'd say, Kendall, I don't, that's my wife. I don't feel good. And she's like, duh, you just had a pound of bacon for like the eighth straight day. So I don't know. Uh, question for you guys to start the service experience. What's up, Tony, Brittany? What's up, guys? Um, how many of you guys are parents? Okay, so question. This is going to be more interactive. It's going to be more chill. Um, how, what is the, okay, when you became, first became a parent, what is like the biggest parenting advice or tip that somebody gave you? It's okay for them to cry. I like that one. What'd you say over here? Sleep when the baby sleeps. I like it. Any other ones? Pay, pay, just straight up patience. Like, pay, I'm not even going to go into it. Just patience. What else? Anything? Let your no be no. Oh, I like that. Yep. What's that? I like that. That's a really, really good one. I know, especially I know moms can feel that too. I think the biggest one that I that I got was um, enjoy it, it goes fast. Probably like 10 times. Because I would just ask people, like, hey, I'm about to be a parent. Um, I know I'm screwed, but what is the biggest piece of advice you would give me? And they would say probably 50% of the time, enjoy it, it goes really, really fast. And so I decided to say, you know what, deal. I heard somebody say one time, you can either be Israel or you can learn from Israel. And on this one, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna learn and I'm gonna take notes. And then the pandemic helped. That was really cool because then I was forced to kind of be home, slow down, not work as much, got to hang out with uh, Ivy and Kai and my wife. I think we have a, a picture here coming up. So there's, there's Ivy's first day of uh, pre-pre-school. So it's threes, it's two days a week. Uh, let's just be honest. Uh, Rossi, it's, it's glorified babysitting, but it's awesome. She still had the backpack and the mat for quiet time and her lunchbox, and it was super sad. Kendall dropped her off, and she was like, yeah, it was, uh, it was the opposite of what I thought. Um, I cried, and Ivy didn't, so Ivy was totally fine. She just went in there and absolutely loved it, eight hours, and I picked her up, and she did not really want to come home at all. Uh, you saw the slide, but you can keep the slide up, but the slide before you saw that we're in the root series and this is roots in the land. And I'm going to kind of tie it all in at the end, but it's kind of the, the mantra that I've been thinking through this week is present in the present. Kind of along similar lines to, hey, enjoy it, it goes fast. So does life. And it seems like for me personally, and I don't know, take everything I say with a grain of salt, check it against your uh, peers and scripture and everything, but 
It seems like those that enjoy life the most and maximize their relationship with Jesus are ones that aren't always caught up in the past, aren't always thinking about the future, but are just living in each moment. Yeah. You know, right now I'm just watching Gabe take a sip of coffee. What if I just said like, wow, that's awesome. I know it's a little bit weird, but so is also pulling out your phone at at a dinner. Like that's kind of weird too. So which weird would I prefer? The weird saying, hey man, what kind of coffee is that? You don't even know, just coffee. I don't know coffee at all, so I don't drink coffee. I, I've tried coffee, but I don't love it. Um, there's another picture or a video. Actually, let me, yeah, let's do the video. Let's do the video of Ivy. This is the other day, taking her to my parents' house. So it's after the, yeah, this one. All the single people are like, oh my gosh, another parent showing like a kid video. This is so annoying. All the parents are like, yeah, well, my kid's cuter. So, but either way, the point is I'm really trying to cherish all these moments that I've been, it's, it's been a, a journey for the last couple of years. And I think it's something that we're going to see even in scripture here a little bit, even yesterday. So yesterday, maybe I should have been preparing more for this, but uh, Kendall, Ivy, Kai, and I, we went to, uh, is it, what is it, the trail, the trail's off from Waverly Hunter's Ridge, is that what it's called? I don't know, there's trails over there, if you didn't know, it's like six miles of trails, pretty cool, right on the river, and so we went there, and like 200 feet in, we're on this like mile long, there's, there's three different sections, mile, mile, and four mile, we did the mile long one, and so Ivy, 200 feet in, she just jumps right to the front, she's like, I'm gonna be the line leader, follow me. And we did this like whole little adventure thing, like every single sign that was telling you what direction to go was like a clue. So, oh, Ivy, clue. She goes, it means this way, follow me. So she was the line leader. And one time I was like, all right, Ivy, this is awesome. We're about halfway through, enjoying everything, not really seeing a whole lot of animals. I was hoping we'd see a deer. And we're about halfway through. And I said, Ivy, this is great. Just like the Bible teaches us, you're following Jesus. We're following you. We're just all following Jesus. This is amazing. And she was like, yup, yup. I'm the leader. Jesus is behind me. And you're behind Jesus. And I was like, hmm, okay. If you've been right, so here's the thing. If you're under the age of like 104, you realize Ivy... Ivy, Ivy runs anyone, anybody, anybody at all. Um, let's see. And then next slide here, we just have a little collage again. This is supposed to just be a chill. You know, I got my summer hat on. This is just a chill message to say like, hey, let's just enjoy the moment. Life goes by really, really, really fast. Let's be present in the present. Uh, in this Roots in the Fam, Man, and Now Land series, we've been dabbling in Ephesians, and I say dabbling because if you're like, you love the exegeting of going through a whole, you know, chapter. I remember one time this pastor came to preach, actually in Ephesians at a church. So he's subbing in, so he came in, and, the, and, the, and one of the deacons was like, hey, you can preach on whatever you want, just please do not preach on Ephesians. And he was like, just toying with him. He's like, oh, I mean, that's what I was going to preach on, so you're screwed. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. He goes, our pastor has been in Ephesians for the past year, and we just got to chapter two. So that's like the opposite of what we're doing here today. It's, it's just reading. And I figured, hey, this is the last uh, Ephesians 
message. So next week, we're going to have a panel kind of talking about just love the city stories. It's literally going to be Devin, Terrence, and Ashton just up here being goofballs and sharing awesome stories. And then we're into love the city week. So I figured, hey, let's look at the end of Ephesians here. So I'm going to read just a few verses. And it's going to be more of like, wow, you feel something a little bit different than maybe other religious texts. And I don't know, maybe this is... Uh, entry for you for church and Jesus, and that's okay. Like, you don't have to believe to belong. Welcome. I don't, there's not a fridge here, but the fridge is always open. Pull up a chair. Let's go. Um, so at the very end of the book of Ephesians, which is all about unity, it's all about Jesus dying and saying, hey, we're all on the same playing field, all ages, all faces, all races. He's in prison, and then he kind of just says this. Uh, Pray for me also, that I may be given the message when I speak, or when I begin to speak, that I may confidently make known the mystery of the gospel. I love that. He's just, he's being vulnerable. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may be able to speak boldly as I ought to speak. Uh, Tychicus, not a name you hear too often. I don't know where Kendall is, but let's, let's, I vote that for our next uh, boy name. My dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord will make everything known to you so that you too may know about my circumstances, how I am doing. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all of you who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. And I was just reading that. And, and often, again, sometimes I get like too into the weeds of scripture and I'm trying to like learn it. And this is just kind of a random thought, but... I was thinking like this last week, I was like, man, I wish I knew the Bible better. Um, like, I wish I knew it like the back of my hand. And then I started thinking about that. I feel like I was talking to somebody about that. I was like, what does that even mean? Like the back of my hand? I don't even know the back of my hand. Like, where did that phrase even come from? Like, I, I do know the Bible like the back of my hand. I don't know it well. I looked at the back of my hand. I was like, if I had to describe this, I would be screwed. Like without looking at it. Anyways, um, I feel like that's a phrase that we probably should punt from our English language. Um, what I gather from this is just, what I feel. And Paul obviously loves these people. He's not even with them. He's not even present with them, but you just feel that like he's in the moment. He's not just talking religious talk. This doesn't really seem to be made up. It seems to be something that he actually penned. He loves, you know, the brothers and sisters in, in Ephesus. Tychicus, my dear brother. And so that's kind of the vision for today. It's just saying, look, we got one life. Whenever I say that, people always correct me, like, well, technically you die and you go somewhere. So you actually have two lives. I'm like, okay, okay, but you know what I mean. Like, we have one life on this planet. And so to squeeze every last drop out of it, I think often takes living in the moment. And, it, and so today's pretty simple. It is, I'm just going to break it down. So two obstacles to uh, prevent us, that often prevent us from living in the moment. And then just three pro tips for living in the moment. Chew on the meat, spit out the bones, whatever you want. Okay, so this past week, uh, I went out to uh, <laughs> the Malarkey Roofing Factory when I first heard about Malarkey. So I'm, I'm in construction. It's a shingle factory. And when I first heard about Malarkey shingles, I was like, you guys, how on earth am I ever supposed to pitch that to like a homeowner? Like, oh, yeah, so you got a couple different options here. You got Certainty, you got Owens Corning. And uh, my favorite is... Uh, Malarkey, and they were—they just looked at me. They laughed. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, you know, it's a, you know, hence the the green. It's an Irish. It's family last name. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll let it slide. And that, so I went out there, and it's in Portland, Oregon. So I was in Portland this past week, and it is an hour and a half from 
the Pacific Ocean. Now, in 2012 and 2013, I was in Cannon Beach, Oregon, which is on the Pacific Ocean, as a, uh, it was a, it's a retreat center, like a family retreat center. So you come there with your family. It's a week long. It's really cool. So there's like sessions for the adults. They come in and listen, food galore. Uh, and then the kids, I would do the high schoolers. So the high schoolers were hanging out with me. And it was one of those, so this is pre-marriage, pre-all that. And it's one of those eras that, um, that I, just, I loved. Like I think back to that past. And so I was driving, so this past week I was driving into Cannon Beach and I'm like, dude, what is that? feeling. I hate that feeling. And it's my least favorite emotion. I don't even know how to handle it, but nostalgia, maybe, maybe some people love it, but I feel like for me, nostalgia is like, it's like one step away from like temptation. Like, Ooh, I should be out here again. Like this was, this is God's call for me. 2012, 2013 was unbelievable. I mean, it's like a small, it's just to paint it a little bit. I should have put a picture up here, but to paint it a little bit. So small town, not like tourist town, Cedar Shake siding everywhere, maybe 500 people, closes at 8 p.m. So you're just skimboarding with the high schoolers all day, talking about Jesus, eating ice cream, and then doing it all over again. It was awesome. So I'm driving in, going back to see my old boss, taking a little break from this. And um, I just, I felt a strong pull and I felt like, wow, I really, really, really want to be back here. And so driving through the beautiful, trees of Oregon, kind of reminds me of Jurassic Park a little bit. I was just kind of talking with God and I was like, this is tough. And he just kind of reminded me, he's like, look, the past is amazing, but it's meant to set you up for where you're at now. Like what you learn there, pouring into those high schoolers and vice versa, like take that back to Kendall, take that to Ivy, take that to Kai. Um, so yeah, an obstacle for me. And it can be, it can go both ways, right? Like Satan's really good at using like painting like a glorious picture of like, yo, the grass is green. Remember when you were there? How come you're not back there? And he's also can pull us back because the enemy's really good at saying like, hey man, you're not worthy to be living here now. Whether it's like physically or just like here because of your past mistakes, trauma, etc. But all that, it's all lies. We know that. Jesus paid for it all on the cross. And so that's just one obstacle to staying in the moment that I want to at least, like for me personally, this past week, I'm like, whoa, that was a strong feeling. I need to be aware of that. Um, and then the future. The future, maybe it, it could be even a bigger one than the past for a lot of us, especially in our society where we're big on calendars, mapping things out, to-do lists. All those are good. Like I love, love, love reading just business books, entrepreneur books, all that stuff. Because you, know, you can learn a lot just about life in general, but for whatever reason, I have an affinity towards company culture. I don't know, just like really, uh, yeah. Andrew, I know we were talking about this a little bit, but um, like my brother, he works for a company and he was like showing me a text from his boss. I was like, oh geez, that's raw. And then above it, it said like, my brother had wrote, written on different days, like bathroom, 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 bathroom. I'm like, dude, what, what, are you, what are you texting your boss bathroom for multiple times? He goes, because every time we go to the bathroom, we literally have to like tell our boss. I'm like, what? Like, dude, what are you still doing at that job? Yeah, like, that is, oh, that like fires me up. And, um, but in this kind of era of like business, productivity, calendars, all of it, it can really easily become like, oh, okay, so I'm going to church and then what, okay, what's next? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got lunch plans. 
And then tonight, I think we get to relax. Oh, no, we got to go do that birthday party thing. And so it's not just a busyness thing, but it's like literally we have everything planned out. So even if we're like, you know, I might be enjoying watching Gabe drink this coffee, but really I'm not listening, I'm not talking, I'm just thinking about what's next. I want to read a little, uh, we're going to do, you know, you guys are lucky. Man, we're going to do story time with Rhett. Post up here every night. It's not going to be Chicka Chicka Boom Boom with uh, Ivy and Kai. That's my, that's my favorite book right now. I don't know if it's hers, but Chicka Chicka. Do you guys remember that book as a kid? Chicka Chicka Boom Boom? No. Everybody up the coconut tree. Skit Scat, Skittle Dat, Flip Flop Fleet. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's actually one of my favorite books. This is probably my favorite book. If someone literally was like, hey, what is your favorite book all time? I would say Barking to the Choir. It is by Gregory Boyle. He's a Jesuit? Priest? So he's a priest who runs homeboy ministries out in LA. So just a dude who I think he's been single his whole life and just in his 20s was like, hey, I want to love this city one life at a time. And well, right now there's no one around me, so I'm just going to go do it. So he just started walking through gangs, becoming friends with them, and then all of a sudden birth homeboy industries. And so it's, uh, it's, a whole, it's a whole culture. You can come in and rehab looks like empowerment. So you're coming in to uh, help remove tattoos, or there's a bakery. Uh, I don't even know. What else is there, Devin? There's a lot of different stuff. Do all kinds of businesses so you can learn business set of skills too, then go out on your own. But it's really, really cool. Um, so in th- this book is literally just story after story after story. So if you like stories, um, you'll like this book. And, and that probably means that you're a human. Uh, there's a, uh, one story in here I was reading last night. I was like, oh, this would be, this would be a good one. So he's uh, talking about a, a speech that he's given. And he was saying how he was talking about the cross, guy on left, guy on right. Hey, today you'll be with me in paradise. And then he goes into this story. There's a 17-year-old trainee straight out of probation camp named Fabian who already has his share of adult concerns. With a lady and a tiny son, he chooses daily to occupy his own footsteps and steer clear of his past game-baiting pursuits. He remembers uh, this homily, that speech that he gave, and one day delivers it back to me, largely intact. After a few months of being with homeboy, Fabian stops and plunks himself down in my office, telling me he's had a paradise sighting. Later, I distinguish this Fabian from all others in my cell phone contacts by putting Fabian Paradise. Yesterday, he begins, I was tooken on a ride by God to paradise. Wow, I say to him, I'm all ears. You had me at tooken. Well, I drove my lady and my tore up bucket to drop off an assignment at our school. We fought the whole damn time. Petty, but we didn't stop the whole time. She gets out, drops off this thing, gets back in the car, and we fight all the way home. Constant, nonstop, gatos y perros, small stuff, stuff that don't matter. Then this noise comes from the hood and smoke starts to pour out. I get off the freeway and I pull into the shell station. My ronfala dies and I pull in. I had to push it the rest of the way. I called the grua and it took three hours for the tow truck, tow truck to arrive. He pauses in his narrative long enough to smile with the tenderness of the memory, paradise. He simply says and nods, he lost me there. Well, CG, Gregory, CG, for three hours we talked. We decided not to fight. We told each other how grateful we are to have each other in our lives. I mean, dang, where would we be if we didn't have each other? We just talked. The smile broadens and gets fixed. Yeah, paradise. And uh, yeah, he, he goes on to say, hey, paradise is, is not a place that awaits our arrival, but a present that we arrive at. A place, in fact, we're already in. 
Right here, right now, City Life, 10 a.m. service. We're in it. This is it. This is amazing. Like, what if this was it? This, this could be the greatest. When we expect that moment, we grow more confident that we will be tooken on a ride to see it. How many chances a day are we given to recognize this? An opportunity to practice sacred presence, smack dab right in front of our eyes. We miss so much now because we are rushing to what's next. So again, the future is constantly calling. I think, again, the enemy's really good at saying like, yeah, 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 don't, don't, hey, worry about what's next. How's that retirement account looking? Uh, your kid's college fund? Yo, what are you guys doing next week? And it just gets you out of the moment, which I think steals joy and uh, minimizes the one life that we have. Um, so three, and then I just wanna kind of end or carry on with three pro tips that we can do to live in the moment now. So number one, less is more. All right, let's say, uh, let's say we're gonna have a dinner. And it's gonna be, I'm just, you know what, we're just gonna invite everybody. Philip, Trevor, you guys are all coming. Ethan, you in? All right, Ethan's in, we're all coming. And so we gotta get a massive table, massive, you know, massive amount of chairs, and we're gonna have steak. But here's the thing, we only have one hour. So we got one hour dinner, uh, and it's kind of ironic in light of what I just said. Then there's something next. Um, so one hour dinner, it's gonna be steak, but here's the cool thing, you get two. That's awesome. And maybe you don't like steak, so we got a vegan option for you, you know, uh, mashed potatoes with uh, vegan gravy. Um, and then what, but what if I said, hey, and then you, again, you have to be done in an hour, but what if I said, okay, you have to eat 100 steaks. At that point, you'd probably be like, gosh, I don't know, this is looking to be such a sweet deal. Like, we're showing up for dinner. Steak sounded amazing. And now you're saying I gotta eat 100 steaks? So, point being, uh, more is not always more. Like, two steaks in an hour is probably gonna be a lot better than 100 steaks. And in our society that is on the heels of 200 years of Industrial revolution, capitalism, it is all about more, more, more. So we, see if I can rattle off something. So we walk, in cities, we walk 10% faster than we did 20 years ago. Our houses have doubled in size since 1950 for the average, for the same family size. Um, we, we talk faster, you can probably see that from me. We, we talk faster than we did 50 years ago. Um, yeah, house is bigger. Our food portions, obviously, we know have gotten a lot bigger. Uh, this was a fun one. So the average time that something trended on Twitter in 2008 was 17.5 hours. Just five years later, it was only 11 and a half hours. So I can only imagine what it is now. So we're always wanting more, faster, consume. And I think what happens, and I think we all have moments, the pandemic kind of did this a little bit where we like stop and we're like, whoa. I did not realize how fast I was going and how much was on my plate. Uh, interesting little thing that I read a while back. I think this was in the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So there's a group of people, religious people in America that live on average 10 years longer than, than the average uh, person in America. And it's Seventh-day Adventists. So Seventh-day Adventists are the ones that like take the Sabbath literally. Like literally on Saturday, they're taking it off. They're not shopping, not online. They're, they're literally just resting and delighting in the Lord. And they live 10 years longer, which is ironic because if you add up all the Sabbaths they take over the course of 70 years, it's 10 years. 
So kind of interesting there, but I think it's more of a spiritual kind of punch to say, man, okay, I see you, God, you designed this. Again, this is, uh, yeah, Corey Tenboom. she said, if the devil won't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And I heard someone say like, really, what's the difference between sin and busyness? And I was thinking, well, sin will put you in jail, but busyness won't. But his point was, both will take your eyes off God. Both put your focus on what you want, what you're doing, your own desires. But either way, it takes it off from Jesus. So first pro tip to staying present in the present is less is more. So I think the question today, and yeah, I don't know. Again, we got one life, so might as well. Yeah, what do you need to cut from your life? Like for real, talk to, like if you're single, hit that group chat up. If you're uh, married, dude, what, what, what do we gotta cut so that you guys can hang out more? You guys have a date night? It's definitely worth it, for sure. That's probably the second biggest advice I got as a married person was like, hey, make sure you have a consistent date night, especially when you get kids because it's really easy. And then the, the follow-up was, and you're not allowed to talk about the kids when you're out at Applebee's, okay? It's supposed to be between you two, so, which is very hard because the kids are awesome. All right, second pro tip to living in the moment, being present in the present is, think about, this one's gonna be trippy, but hey, it is what it is. Again, chew on the meat, spit out the bones. So I wrote down, think about death more. So think about death more. So when I was 15 years old, we had uh, our family reunion and our family, so it's my great, great grandparents, side or maybe it was my great grandma I don't even know they're not around anymore the family reunion kind of died off uh right after this um and it's uh I'm so thankful so I'm so thankful that my last name so my last name is Kalat but this reunion was the Dingler family reunion I'm like oh my gosh I escaped the Dingler last name like I can only imagine like I was thinking like man if I was a substitute teacher hey what's your name oh gosh oh yeah uh yeah, let me get my marker. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, uh, you can call me Rhett. <laughs> Nothing formal here. But the Dingler Family Reunion was held in 2001, July maybe, <laughs> at Potter Park Zoo. And some of you guys, uh, if you've been around Lansing for a while, you're going to remember this. So afternoon, and I'm at the pavilion. Half my family's there, half are in the zoo. And then all of a sudden, we hear this loud, like, from off in the railroad tracks to the left, someone had shot a lady right at the entrance. I don't know if you guys, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I was there. I was literally like from me to Tracy away. Like, uh, no, probably a little bit further. Me to the top up there, like away. And uh, everyone started freaking out, screaming. I think my mom and a couple of my sisters were inside. And at 15, I'd never in my life seen anything close to that. So I, the memory in my mind is in the van, pulling out and just cousins, everybody like just crying. And that was kind of my first, first like, whoa, death is, death is real. Um, still, a, still a cold case file, apparently. They never figured out who did it. Um, think about death more. I, I bet if you, if you told me how many days the average person lived, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of days. If you, t you know, years, years is just data. Like, hey, the average person lives 80 years. Yeah, okay. But for whatever reason, this one hit me. There's a book called 4,000 Weeks. 
And it literally is like, if you live, what was it 70, 80 years, you only live 4,000 weeks. And for whatever reason, that one hit me. Like, a week, four, that's it? I only get 4,000 weeks. I know I get all those days and all those years, but 4,000 weeks, wow. Like the week just went by so fast, that's one gone. And so it's just super sobering. Just reminds us that uh, life is short and eternal life is longer. Third pro tip to living in the moment is look at Jesus's lifestyle. Look at Jesus's lifestyle, not just his ethics. I think often, you know, not here, but often in the church growing up, like Jesus was, he, he, and don't get me wrong, like he's perfect. He's God, you are God. And he's, he's, his ethics, like we should be talking about his ethics. Like we should be talking about his morals, but he's also a person to follow. Like, how do we learn? I think about Ivy. Ivy the other day, she was, uh, she was sitting in my lap and I don't know what we were talking about, but she like, I was like, is it mommy? And she like slaps me in the face. She's like, no, it's not mommy. And then I was like, well, was it me? Was it daddy? And she like slaps me in the nose. She goes, no, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> and I lost it. I was like, where did you learn that from? And then I started thinking like, do I say that? Or does Kendall say that? And we still have the debate. I don't know. We probably both say it sometimes. But we are creatures of imitation. And so we imitate Jesus, not just in his morals, but also in his lifestyle. He was slow. I mean, he walked, what, you walk at like two and a half, three miles an hour, maybe by camel, you go a little bit faster. But even with people, did he love people? He'd be on his way to like raise someone from the dead and then still stop and like attend to somebody. And it's all about people. It's all about the one. That's what it all boils down to here. Is seeing that person. What about that? Uh, I think the biggest place I feel it is the checkout lane. I don't know why. Just because they see so many people every single day and it's the same conversation. Did you find everything? Yes. How you doing? Good. You know, just the, you know, normal questions. And so I feel bad for them at some level because I'm like, wow, that must be really boring. I worked at Walmart for nine months as a cashier. It was really boring. And so I just try to spice it up a little bit and then just be in that moment. Like, hey, how can I like put a smile on this person's face? And sometimes it's just a smile. I'm trying to get better at it. Not perfect for sure. There's a cabin out in Vancouver Island that Bob Goff owns. And sometimes he'll bring people out there and there's a dinner table. And he says, hey, when you leave here, on the bottom of the table, here's a marker. Can you write one word? Just any word, whatever you, that comes to mind that you think of when you think of this experience. And so one of his buddies, um, Don Miller, one time, he wrote with. And he explained it to Bob. He was saying, like, I don't know, just being out here, like, with everybody, it just reminds me, like, that's what Jesus did. And I even hate saying that phrase, like, Jesus did. Like, it wasn't like, yes, today, let me look at my schedule. Okay, got to be with people. It was just his lifestyle. It was all about people. He was living in the moment. He was living in the present. So I'm trying to do a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So roots in the land. That's where we're landing here in August. I, I, I think about a tree. Uh, you know, I just plant it anywhere. It could be, think about a tree in your backyard. It's got roots. Uh, could you imagine if the tree was to talk and be like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like this spot. This one's not like ideal for me. Like I remember 
when I was a little sapling and I was at Horrocks and it was amazing and everyone was so hipster and it was the best. Or saying like, oh, dude, if only, oh man, if I could be by the Mississippi, that would be epic. No, it would be really hard to imagine that, but it's really easy for us as humans to do. But I think God is calling us, calling us to, to, uh, to just cherish this one life we have by enjoying the moment. And even right now, like, so I get super, like, I like speaking in front of, like, smaller groups. Like, I don't, like, love this. But even, he was reminding me, like, dude, just enjoy it. Like, look at people's faces, just have fun, smile, and then, uh, you know, go from there. Love the City Week's coming up. I know Devin already mentioned this. This is awesome, but this is a great time to practice that. So if you haven't signed up for a session, please do. Get your family out there. You get to love the city one life at a time and just practice uh, being present. So, and I hope it starts today, again, asking some of those questions like, ooh, do I need to, uh, what do I need to cut? Maybe you should, uh, you know, this one's a little bit uh, bold. I thought about doing it. I don't know if I will, but to the uh, whole life is short, we're gonna die point, there's something called the death clock which is basically a clock, figures out your age. Yeah, you probably figured, yeah. Figures out your age and then subtracts from what you should live to and then just puts it up on a wall and counts down. So literally it's like X amount of your, yeah. But yeah, no. Wait, oh, just, just personality sake. Like who would be like, oh, I actually would do that. We got one, two, yes, definitely got it. I don't know if I would. Yeah, I'm definitely like, whew. But I like the point. Definitely reminds you how, how short life is. And then don't forget, Jesus is the ultimate example of who to look at. When in doubt, open your scriptures. And maybe the next time you go through like Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, don't just look at, all right, what is he, what's he doing right here? What is he trying to teach me morally? Just look at his pace. How does he handle people? All right, so I love you guys. Uh, let's pray and then go hang out. Jesus, thank you for today. This is roots in the land. And we're in the 517. And this is the territory you've given us. It's really easy to be tempted to want to be somewhere else, whether it's mentally in the future or mentally or physically in the past. But I pray that you'd continue to remind us how short life is. I pray you continue to remind us that less is more. And I pray that we continue to look at you. Jesus, thank you so much for going to the cross and suffering for us, fill, fill in that gap. We don't deserve it. And I thank you for 2,000 years later, we have this family right here, City Life. Super diverse, super chill, in the city. It's awesome. Like it's literally, it's honestly almost unbelievable. And so I pray that we would cherish that, enjoy that, continue to get to know each other. Um, yeah, I think that's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, you know where to find us next week, right here, 10 and 11.30, all ages, all faces, all races. You belong a key. Got you, Gabe. And we're gonna keep loving the city one life at a time, and we're not gonna stop until he makes all things new. Have a great day. the key ingredient to every great recipe and that's why it's love the city picture pulling up to the stoplight and the truck rolls by with a big heart painted all on the side and you don't really know for 
sure than the logo told you what's inside is city life and we ready to ride and so you follow the ride don't even matter where the truck pop up we untuck god's love every time we pull up we bear gifts no strings attached and trying to walk it like we talking so our words and our actions match so bring all of your amigos it's action packed we spread love no malice from the front to the back all sides, all races, all faces, all places, all the time. All people, one life at a time. Hear what I'm saying, so real when I rhyme. The urgency is urging me to be real every word that I rhyme. Making disciples every word of my lines until we take over the city in its name. One life at a time. Let's go. Boys live like the Goonies, this ain't a movie Who's coming with me? Pause Not everything is the devil, my service to God Be like heavy metal, no peace in the meadows These kids in the ghetto, we love that they'll never settle You see an inconvenience on the playground I see a dreamer, I'm calling it out Don't bail him now, dad is in jail Who gon' bail him out? Back in the bag, back in the craft We ain't afraid of nothing, God runs to the least and the last The rejects or the top of the class Beep the lesson, finish school, you want some hope I need that, it's more potent than any potion So we craft the moments, level skin on Putting that poetry to motion And the crew running thicker than thieves Same guy you met in the church Be the dude that you see in these streets One, love the city, one life at a time Spirit the same, see Jesus died so we can live in eternity and remain And now we're sharing this love to a race of the shame that we claim But his name, the city and all who connected Spread the love to those who broken, feeling ignored and dejected Wanna let the people know you're not being neglected The God of love can see your heart and heart will be resurrected And all it takes is one breath to speak life to a soul And all it takes is one smile just to let someone know All it takes is some relief to help a person to grow And all it takes is small actions for his love to show All it takes is one hand to help a person in need All it takes is one example to help a person believe All it takes is one village to help a person achieve Love the city is the mission, be the change you want to see